Welcome to Life Changing Money, a podcast all about one of the most taboo topics in the world, money. I'm your host, Barbara Shrehan, and we're going behind the scenes on business owners' journeys to money, success, and wealth. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life Changing Money. I'm so excited because on this week's episode, we have Carrie Blair. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I love what you do. Mm. So you are a style consultant, if I can use those words, and image consultant. But I think a lot of people listening might hear that and be like, oh, I could never afford a stylist or when would I need an image consultant? So I guess first tell us, how did you start this business? Okay. So I started this business 21 years ago, which was a really, really long time ago. And when I started it, there were, there was really no such thing as a personal stylist or image consultant, except for to the celebrities, right? So it was probably still popular in LA, but definitely not where I lived, never heard of it. And, um, I was in business before then and sales and I traveled the country. I was selling different products and I noticed you couldn't dress the same way in New York as you could in LA. Uh, people wouldn't listen to you the same. And then I would get burned out and take a break and go work at Nordstrom for six months and then go back to my corporate job and then take a break and go work at Neiman's for a while. And during this whole process, I had this epiphany, which was that everyone was looking for the same thing, which was to feel great about themselves. And most people were struggling. So at the time, I was also leading personal development seminars and And I had this epiphany. I went, wait, so if people just looked amazing every day, so they looked in the mirror and they felt great about themselves, they would make more money. They would meet the love of their life. They would be more successful in life. So I created a way to have people fulfill on that. And it's been amazing. That's so cool. And so you're saying anyone can have a stylist. Anyone can have access to a stylist. Yes. So not everyone could probably afford to work one-on-one with a stylist, right? Because everybody has different budgets, different income levels, um, which is why. So for the past 20 years, I've been working with people that can't afford a stylist. So high-end CEOs, executives, celebrities, people running for office. And then about a year ago, I sat down and I was like, this isn't fair. Like, why is it that, oh, I I know money gains you things that no money does not, right? I'm not ignorant to this fact that you can't drive a BMW (laughs) if you don't make a certain amount of money. But I was like, this should be something that people can get access to and get ahead. So I created an online course that really we poured my 20 years of experience into six weeks. So it's more manageable. People can have access to it and they can do it themselves and they can have the same results um, as we produce with our clients each and every day, which is so cool. So yes, now I feel like it's more attainable to the masses. I love that. I follow this one like influencer on Instagram and I love her style so much, but 
every day she posts a video of her getting ready and she always says, love yourself more than looking like shit. And so like her thing is always, you deserve 20 minutes a day to just like get ready. Absolutely. I say like, give yourself 10. I mean, if you don't feel great about yourself, then spend 10 extra minutes and change something so that your day, you can change your day, which changes your attitude. I mean, imagine if every day you looked in the mirror and you knew you kicked ass, you knew no one could mess with you, what you would accomplish that day. I think that's why COVID was so hard. I mean, it was so hard Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, but like, Mm -hmm. at least for me, I you know, you couldn't go anywhere. So I woke up and I either just stayed in my pajamas or I like slapped on my Lululemon leggings. And I was like, that's an outfit. Um, but I did that then for like two years. Wow. And then I'm like, wow, when your leggings get tight, you know, that's a problem, you know? (laughs) And I was like, I really think it's just from like not getting ready every day Yeah, because it is. When you get ready, you just feel better. How did, how were you feeling when you were just slapping on your leggings every day? I mean, I was comfortable. <laughs> but like when you looked in the mirror, did you feel great or did you feel comfortable? Cause those are different feelings. Yeah. Very true. I was comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, um, that was the problem for most people and some people still aren't out of it. Right. Yeah. So maybe they're still working from home and just being comfortable. One thing that I did uh during COVID, I got dressed every single day. Like I never wore my pajamas. I if I had my Lululemons on, it was to work out. And then I came home and and showered and put on jeans and it and I became the queen of the um fancy t-shirt. You know, like a t, oh, yeah. like a V-neck T-shirt with some lace on the sleeves, or like some cute aspect of it, <laughs> because you were still comfortable, but yet you didn't look like you're going to lunch with some girlfriends, right? Yeah, I think that's how the graphic tee uh, came back was during COVID. You know, <laughs> totally because people were just wearing T-shirts. But mm-hmm. I just interviewed someone last week, and she described how when she switched from her W2 job into becoming a real estate agent, a super successful real estate agent, what she did from the very beginning, she had no clients, nothing, but she still got ready every day as if she was going into her corporate job. And she just described it so well, you know, she's like, I treated it like I already had business and that I was going to see my ideal clients every day. And then her like dream business just became, yeah. Yeah. I have some realtors that I've worked with and one in particular who was um, starting out and maybe she had done her first six figure year, but she wanted a lot more. And we created her first impression or her image to be someone who only sells million dollar real estate. And like, so she dressed every day as though she were touring a multi-million dollar home with clients. And then she would even go tour some multi-million dollar homes. It was so awesome. And then overnight, she literally quadrupled her income. It was crazy. And that, my friends, is manifesting. (laughs) Right? You become the person you want to be now. You don't have to wait until the money comes. Yeah. So 
when you started out, you were working at like Nordstrom and Neiman's and styling people at those stores. And then how did you start getting your own clients? Well, I wouldn't really say that I was styling people, right? I mean, I guess people use that term so loosely, right? They're like, I have a stylist at this store. Mm, Okay. But they're actually putting clothes on you from that store, right? Not to downplay what they're doing, but that's what being a stylist is an independent stylist is very different because you're having to know every brand and you're having to know how every brand fits everybody, not just the clothes that fit in that store. Right. So, um, so once I had this epiphany that this is how I wanted to work with people, I created a specific system, if you will, to produce these amazing results. And then I went to one of the girls who used to shop with me, one of the women who used to shop with me at Nordstrom. And I, uh, I told her, I was like, I see you struggling every time you're coming in here all the time to find great clothes. And yet you're struggling. And yes, I can find you some cute pieces, but why don't we just redesign you from the bottom up? And really, so we looked at, and I would say one of my signature things is um, first impressions matter, right? We learn that at a very, very young age, except for mm-hmm. most people aren't doing anything about it. They're not considering every day when they look in the mirror, like, here's the first impression I'm making, but it's no different than branding a business. Every person is make, you're making a first impression, whether you decided you are not, you are right. So, um, with her, we recreated her first impression and, um, redesigned her, if you will. And it was transformational. And then, you know, after we created her new brand, we went through our closet and, got rid of everything that didn't match that brand and Mm -hmm. then found things that accentuated her figure, her personality, the first impression, everything. And it was life-changing for her. So that's, and then I had a business, (laughs) right? (laughs) It takes, right. What do you think it is that makes it so hard to get rid of stuff? Oh my gosh. Isn't that interesting? My, um, my assistants always tell me that I'm a therapist <laughs> because it takes a certain level of therapy to get rid of things in our closets, right? So I think the first thing is, is that who we are for ourselves is all wrapped up in how we look. So we associate our clothes with us. They're not clothing. They're like an extension of us. So um, so one thing is, is it reminds us of a particular time Some people don't like to get rid of things because they got compliments on it once. And so it represents this good feeling. Sometimes it's, we bought it on a vacation. Sometimes it's, uh, we spent too much money on it. And so we can't get rid of it until we wear it X number of times. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's because it still fits. (laughs) That's the funniest answer I get. Like, yeah, it's 20 years old, but it still fits. Um, Which all of these reasons are valid, except for that doesn't mean it makes you feel great. And it's like anything in life. You can't create a masterpiece on top of a current painting, right? You have to start with a blank canvas. So you have to be willing to let go of things that you currently have to to create this new you that's a masterpiece. I love that quote. You can't create a masterpiece from, say, a painting, from a current painting. Yeah, I love that. 
How do you get clients? So I'm sure you get clients that have never spent X amount of money on a piece of clothing before. Yeah. How do you convince them that it's worth it? Oh my goodness. Well, first thing is going through their closet and getting rid of things that don't work and educating them on why they don't work. And part of that process also is um, getting rid of patterns of behavior. So, um, so that's the first step and I could go super, super deep there. But then um, I ask them for an overall budget of what they're willing to spend on this new mm -hmm. look and the new pieces that they need. And by the way, when I'm in their closet, I know exactly what they need. So I'm not just blindly going shopping. Mm -hmm. And I can kind of tell uh, how much money they're willing to spend on things based on their closet. But then once they give me an overall budget, so we have a unique way of doing things. I go buy everything for our clients and bring it back to our studio. And then they come try everything on here. Mm -hmm. um, so I just ask for an overall budget and then I get things. I know exactly how much they need to get. So I make sure to accommodate that budget. Now, I have a rule that you can't look at price tags. And why I do that is because women in particular, if it's cheap enough, they'll buy it even if they don't need it. And if it's too expensive out of their comfort zone, even if they wore it every single day, they won't spend the money on it. So by taking that aspect out of the equation, people will spend extra money on certain pieces that they'll wear the heck out of and that they love. That's the most important piece for me. You have to love it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is that women will buy it even if they don't like it because it's cheap? That is the million dollar question. I right. have no idea. There's so much involved in it. A, I don't think women like to spend money on themselves. The majority, we spend money on everyone around us, right? You'll spend mm -hmm. money on your business or your kids or your spouse or your friends. Um, but we, we don't often spend money on ourselves. And as well as we don't spend a lot of time on self-care, right? We'll do everything but that. So I think that's there. Um but I don't know. That's as best as I can come up with for that one. But it's a silly yeah. thing. But have you noticed, I've noticed this with myself back in the day. I would go shopping at stores and I would look at something, an article of clothing. Let's say it's a top. And if it caught my attention and I thought it was cute, the first thing, the next thing I would do is look at the price tag. Yes. And Every then time. I would, right? Every time <laughs> you'd look at the price tag and then you'd be like, okay, well now I'll take a second look at that garment. Well, what if you trained yourself out of that and you never looked at a price tag? You first determined if you loved it. And then once you determined, yes, I'm absolutely in love with this. I would wear it all the time. Then you look at the price tag and determine, oh, that's actually in my budget or no, it's not because it changes your perspective of what you're willing yeah. to pay for it. I love that. <laughs> a lot of my friends call me bougie Barb. Okay. Because I like nice things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always of the mindset, like I have a lot of friends that they won't buy a certain brand or something over a certain price point Yeah, because they quote unquote, don't think it's worth it. Mm. But to me, like I'll use Lululemon as an example, because I talked about them before. I love Lululemon leggings. Like I have some of their leggings that I've had for 10 years yeah. and they look brand new, Yeah, but I have someone that works on my team that is like, I would rather buy $15 leggings 
but she mm-hmm. has to buy like 10 of them a year. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense mathematically. You know, you're actually spending more yeah. on a less expensive item. So do you find that you have to train your clients in that way too? Yes. But I feel like it's all, everybody has a different value proposition, right? So I've gone over to clients' houses that have the most unbelievable homes and they spend so much money on their, you know, I don't know, 80 screen television and they have like a Maserati or what have you. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when I say like, okay, and what's your budget for clothes? $2,000. What? Like, what? How does that even make sense with what I'm seeing in reality? So everyone's different. Everyone has different value propositions and everything about getting dressed and clothing and how much we're willing to spend and how important it is all comes from our past. Mm -hmm. It's all, you know, if you, if your parents only bought you thrift store clothes, you tend to buy cheap things or only, or like love to thrift shop, right? If you've been listening to our podcast or following us on social media, you see all of the hundreds and hundreds of deductions that you can take in your business. And you're probably wondering, how can I do that too? So we are having a free masterclass on September 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific, and you are going to learn how to write off your life. I'm so excited to chat with you about home office deductions, how you can turn your trips into travel expenses, and how you can write off meals with your friends and spouse. Or if you were around a mom that did designer clothes, then maybe you're open to that, but maybe you resist your mom. And so you won't do that way. I mean, there's so Mm. much psychology that goes into why we do the things that we do. And and um, getting dressed is probably one of the biggest areas and money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both I feel of like areas. I'm like, I'm like the rebel in terms of we grew up with nothing. I only could shop at thrift stores. Mm. So as soon as I turned 18, I was like, I don't think I have ever walked into a thrift store since I was 18. Cause I was Good like, that will never happen again. Yeah. I mean, hey, sometimes you can find really awesome things at thrift yeah. stores, I'm sure. And like, vintage shopping and all of that. Right. um, I think I'm just the rebel. That's just the rebel in me. Well, and I think you wanted a different life. Yeah. Right. And different experiences in life. And I think that's totally normal. And um, I feel like if people could let go, like notice the past that has you make the decisions that you make. And this this could be about money, about clothes, about whatever. Right. But if you can notice the past and why you're doing what you're doing and put it aside and choose newly, then you'd be free. Yeah. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think that no matter what style someone has, there are certain staples that everyone should have in their closet? Um, so I don't believe in a capsule wardrobe if you will. I don't believe that. um, I always love seeing the magazines that say every woman needs a white button down top. Uh I'm like, I look horrible in white button down tops and you will never find one in my closet. So I I don't (laughs) believe those kind of things because not everything looks great on every person or, and most importantly, that's not my personality. That's like way too stuffy for me. 
right? Way mm. too conservative for my personality. So I think you have to find out who you are, right? Through designing your first impression and designing a wardrobe that fits that. For example, in the, I know you're wearing a cute blazer. So my signature look is jeans and a blazer, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have it on today because it's really warm here. But in the fall and winter and mostly spring, you will almost every day see me in a blazer and jeans. That's just my signature style, right? I love me a good blazer. Right? Me too. Who's your favorite blazer designer? Can I ask? I really like Lejeune's. Uh huh. Um, Love them. And Generation something. Love. Generation Love. Love. Generation Love. One of my favorites. I'm trying to find right now. Chartreuse is my color. Like I typically dress in like black or white, but I love like a pop of color. And I've been seeing like some chartreuse. Yeah. uh, Blazers. Lejean's has one. I can't find it in my size, but I really want like this epic chartreuse suit that I can like wear to a speaking engagement and I'll probably wear it one time in my life, but that's okay. No, because then you can separate it out and wear the blazer with jeans and then wear the slacks with a different colored blazer. So I'm all about it. You get it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maximize it. (laughs) So what are some of your favorite brands? I love Veronica Beard for blazers. I think they have um, amazing blazers, but I also like um, the brands you spoke of. Who else do I like for blazers? I like Smythe, although they run really small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love a a great blazer. What about just brands in general? Like, what are your go-tos? Well, me personally or for clients, because they're very different. I'll just share me personally, because- Um, my clients could be all across the board, right? Like what their budget is, what their personality is, et cetera. But for me, I love um, Lance. I love um, Generation Love. I love Veronica Beard. I love Joie. I love Allison Olivier. I love... Um, I just bought the most epic pair of jeans from Alice. Like they're the cargo wide leg. Oh yeah, I know those. Jeans that are kind they're of awesome. ombre. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love They're them. They're awesome. Um, I, who else do I love? I love Mother Denim. There's so many brands that I love. Oh, you and I are like on the same page here. Totally. I have probably like 50 pairs of Mother Jeans. It's Me like too. excessive. Oh it's my God. not necessary. <laughs> Me too. In every single color, like the same style, every color yep. they made. And then like sometimes three pair of the same color because I'm crazy. Yep. But they make yeah, me feel good. I'm really and into my like the weekender, great. the weekender fray right now. I have it yep. in black, like a distressed black yep. jean. I don't know. I'm insider crop step fray. Okay. Yeah, Love but that's it. because I'm five four, and a short girl needs those. I I'm trying to think of like people listening, what they're probably looking for in their closet. How about I know because I have a friend that asked me this favorite pair of white denim that doesn't show cellulite mother insider step crop fray i I have them on right now it shows my cellulite i have them on right now you cannot see a thing maybe are you buying the wrong size are you buying too small of a size and you need to go up a size i don't think so but okay i'll try up because sometimes sometimes their white denim runs small so you can't buy the same size or sometimes like certain lots people don't know these things but like 
I could order the same pair of jeans from two different stores. And because they came from two different lots, yeah, they fit different. Mm-hmm. So I, I always, if I really love something, I don't just stop because one thing doesn't fit. I'll order it from <laughs> somewhere completely different. And I'm like, oh, now that one works. Yeah. Okay. How about for, we have a lot of moms that listen. Okay. So I'm sure they're like struggling with the, their mom image after mm-hmm. having a baby. Are there brands that you suggest or a way of styling when you're in that weird transition phase? Yeah, we work with a lot of moms. Um, so the first thing is, and this, this is about moms, but it's also about anybody. So when you're a woman, you're, you change a lot, especially if you go from not being a mom to a mom, that's a huge change. And you're not the same person that you were before. You're not the same person. Your priorities have changed. Your body has changed. Everything about you has changed, right? So the first step is to figure out who the new you is. Like on a deep level, the first impressions, the first place to start, like who are you now? And then the second step is getting in touch with your body. So most people, when they first have a baby, they do not want to look at their bodies, right? (laughs) Do you have kids? Yes. Okay. Me too. I have an 11 year old. And that first, like, I don't know, three to six months, you're not really like, yeah, let's go check out my body in the mirror. Right. Yeah. You're like avoiding the mirror on the way to the shower. Right. Like the plague. Right. And you're <laughs> like, whose body is this? Cause this is not mine. So the best thing that you can do, well, first of all, in the first six months, the best thing you can do is just love yourself and just do the best that you can. Cause that's yeah. a hard time of life and your attention's not on you anyways, no problem. But once you're ready to come out of that cocoon, um, then <laughs> figure out who you now are and then get in touch with how your body's changed. So now you, maybe you had a pooch where you didn't have a pooch before, get some tops that are ruched to hide it or get some, um, blazers that might hide it or some sweaters that maybe you can do the French tuck and hide it. So you have to get to know your new body so that you can camouflage it, right? Because that's what dressing our bodies is all about regardless is um, accentuate the things that you love and take the attention away from what you don't love. If your butt got a little bigger, find things that cover it if you don't love it or um, another big tip, if you're if bu- my butt got bigger, I would show the heck out of it. <laughs> I don't get people that don't love their big butts. I'm like so jealous. <laughs> That's so funny. So if, if you don't pocket placement on jeans, which is why I love mother denim so much. So yeah. where the pockets fit on your butt or on pants, but specifically jeans will either make your butt look like lifted and perky or flat and droopy or wide. So you want to focus on, again, focus on bringing out the best in who you are. And we go into that really deep in the course as well is having an amazing relationship with your body because most women don't. It's sort of like a best friend. If you treat your best friend poorly long enough, she's not going to want to hang out with you anymore. Your body's not going to give you what you want if you're mean to it every day. So you might as well Mm -hmm. learn to love it. And we do exercises to go deep on how do you begin to love your body. And then once you can really transform your relationship with your body, you can learn to dress it better and feel great. I love that. 
So I typically ask people on the show, like what investments they have invested in once they started their business. But now I'm intrigued on like what investment pieces have you purchased for your wardrobe as you grew more in your business? Well, for sure, designer handbags. I love. Um, Who do you Fendi, love? Fendi's my favorite. I love a good okay. Fendi. Um, but I also love Prada and Ferragamo. I mean, depends on the style for the year, but I love a great handbag because it can accentuate any of your outfits and um, cost per wear. If you break down how much you wear something and how much you spent for it, I'm going to get such a low cost per wear out of a handbag versus a top. Um, I also sure. love Acris Punto. Say again. Love. Acris Punto. Oh. Acris. Never love. heard of it. Love, love, love. They have amazing dresses and tops and blazers. And um, that's one of my favorite splurge items. So you mentioned also that you style politicians. Yes. To me, when you say that, I think of very boring style and like the Hillary Clinton pantsuit. Do you style them less boring or that's just kind of the look they got to stick with. So the first step is designing their look. So it's not sticking with a particular look or not. It's about creating who do it's the same back to the first impression again, right? Everything starts there. How do they want to be perceived when, so you have less than three seconds from someone to look at you. You can't shake their hand. You can't smile. None of that. Um, to have people know exactly what they think they need to know about you. So I first look at what is that? Like, who are you at a deep level? And then we create the image and it's through color. It's through fit. It's through, I, I mean, for example, if you see someone with a really, um, uh, if you see a gentleman from across the room at a party and he has a really ill-fitting suit, like the sleeves are too long and the butt's too baggy and it just looks terrible. It looks like he's wearing his dad's suit. Your first yeah. impression of him is not going to be successful, polished, sophisticated, any of, none of those words are going to come to mind, right? Yeah. The word, what words would come to mind? Probably that he doesn't care about how he looks. Yep. So sloppy. And and sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. Sloppy, doesn't pay attention to detail, doesn't care, lazy. So just that alone, like if you can tailor your clothes to fit you, just mm -hmm. invest in tailoring to fit you. Oh my gosh, that's life-changing, right? Because then it looks like you're wearing a custom suit that was meant for you. And then mm -hmm. it's, it ups your level. So it's, um, and then colors, colors have a certain vibration to them and they mm -hmm. invoke certain things. So with the use of color, that's also a fun thing. So it's all about first impression, fit, color, style, all of it. Okay. And different personality types can dress different. Like a Hillary Clinton dresses way different than a Michelle Obama, mm -hmm. right? And, and then there's, you know, yeah, their personality types, their body, their, you know, like Michelle Obama. I love that recently she's gotten so edgy and like yeah. wearing design, like, um, 
newer designers and taking risks in her fashion. I think that's super cool, but that's not something that she did in the White House. Right. Not because she wasn't the same person, probably. Yeah. All right. So I have rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Which style do you like better, New York or LA? Oh my gosh. It depends where I'm going or what I'm doing. You have to answer. (laughs) I have to answer. I'm going to say, oh my gosh. I'm going to say New York. Favorite store in the world if you had to pick one. You're killing me here. Um, Favorite (laughs) store if I had to pick one. Maybe Neiman's. Paris or Milan? Paris. Really? I've been to both many times, I have but few, I like Paris. I didn't, I didn't love Paris. I think I need to give oh. it another chance though. Yeah. Um, give it another chance. What's your, go, what's your go-to coffee drink? I don't drink coffee, but I'm a green tea gal all the way. And just plain, like anything in your green tea? Nothing. Green tea fully Nothing. loaded. And fun fact, I've never had coffee in my life. Oh. <gasps> I know. I don't I'm even a rebel. know. Like, yeah. What do I even say to that? I know. How right? did you? I don't even know. Um, my daughter learns to make. My daughter learned to make um, coffee for my husband in the morning, and she's like, "Mommy, how do I do this?" I'm like, "I don't know. I've never made coffee in my life." <laughs> so even though your husband's drinking it, you've never yeah. taken a sip. Never. You just don't like the smell of it or I don't, I don't like, or you the like look, to say that you've never had the anything like I, it just doesn't do it for me. Okay. If money was no option, what's like the next material thing you would want to buy? My dream home. Hmm. Where would that be? It would be in, Oh gosh, I was going to say it would be where I live in Denver, but no, if money were nothing, I would buy a house on the beach. Okay. We asked the entire team yesterday what three of their goals are in life. And like Beach House came up a lot in Uh, people's top three. I love it. I vibe great with your team. (laughs) Mm, Yes. If you could invest in real estate or your 401k, which would you pick? Uh, My 401k, because that's what I'm doing. (laughs) If someone gave you a free private jet, or five-star hotel stays for life, which would you pick? Um, five-star hotel stays for life. I love that. Well, tell our audience where they can find you. Awesome. First of all, it's just been a pure delight, like so much fun <laughs> talking to you. I'm like giggling. I'm just like lit up. So thank you. Um, you can find me. I have a podcast called Style Your Dreams. And then you can also find me on Instagram at The Style Studio by KB. And then our online course is at yourcuratedstyle.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's my pleasure. Can I give your um, listeners a freebie? Oh, yeah. Okay. I've created the top four genes that work on every woman. Oh, cool. And so um, we can put the link in the show notes and then they can get access to it. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell me what those are? Um, okay. Um, I'll, I will have to send you the PDF. I'm like, you just put me on the okay. spot. Is mother in there? Yes. Mother's one of the top <laughs> four. And I'll send you the PDF. 
but okay. literally size double zero to size 26. We've got jeans that work. I love that. Well, you've been yeah. so much fun to interview. Um, I'll definitely follow you on Instagram and thanks. Likewise, we can stalk each other on there. <laughs> I would love it. Let's do it. It's so great. To All right. You. Awesome. Your time. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. If you've been listening to our podcast or following us on social media, you see all of the hundreds and hundreds of deductions that you can take in your business. And you're probably wondering, how can I do that too? So we are having a free masterclass on September 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific, and you are going to learn how to write off your life. I'm so excited to chat with you about home office deductions, how you can turn your trips into travel expenses, and how you can write off meals with your friends and spouse. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life Changing Money. Don't forget to subscribe. And I would love if you left a review and shared it with your friends. See you next time.